I'm Paul. You must be Tommy. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta hug. <laughs> well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Brotherly Banter. I'm Alex. I'm Josh. And we want to thank you for listening once again. And uh, man, November is here. Didn't take long. Nope. 2023 is uh, kind of all happened in the blink of an eye. And last week we talked through a couple of Halloween related things. Um, recording on Halloween uh, evening, actually. And uh, kind of leading up. But we're now in full. If I don't know what kind of person you are. Um, if you're like me, um, straight into Christmas. All right. So y'all already have. Well, we're getting stuff the down. The decor tonight. out. Yeah, we're getting Christmas decorations out tonight, and I think that's maybe this is my hot take for for this week. All right, I'm just going to jump right in. <laughs> All right, is the moment Halloween is over, it's time for Christmas. And here and and hear me out. It's is that time. you or is that more? <clears throat> Your, your wife. I mean, no, definitely me. I love oh, the Christmas okay. season. But I'm not, I mean, you can tell by my physical appearance, I love Thanksgiving as well. Okay, so I I honor and appreciate Thanksgiving. And I look at it as a, a feast of gratitude in the middle of the favorite, of my favorite season of the year. Okay, so for all the haters out there that would be like, no, it's not time for Christmas yet. That's on December 1st. I think you're just wrong. So I don't know what your. I think those people get to the end of December and wish, man, we should have put these out a little bit longer. (laughs) Because it feels like I just put them up yesterday. Always twenty twenty, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So I I love Thanksgiving too. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. So hear me say I love Thanksgiving, but yeah, we'll be putting out Christmas decorations starting tonight. There's no way we'll get it all done in one evening without killing each other. Probably. I don't know if we'll wait. Until after thanks after Thanksgiving, week of Thanksgiving, it'll probably get done. I would say week of Thanksgiving because Chelsea will be out of school. She'll need something to do, so I feel like it might start to begin. Yeah, we uh, we won't get everything down. We'll get we'll get everything down. We'll get things put up, most of it tonight, and then gradually over the next probably week or two, just kind of make sure everything's out. There's some things that... Do y'all have a lot of outside stuff? or no, just all, it's all inside. All indoors? All I indoors. have. Now, I, I am going to mom and dad's this weekend, so you can you can put cold, hard cash oh, on the fact that I will get getting that's everything all, out of that shit. Hey, that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> you fixing to be in there getting all that stuff out. Yeah, so... Uh, hey, I'm going to need you to come help me get all this stuff out I can't get can't get none of this crap out of here. Mama's got so much. I'm like, she's got the same amount of tubs of stuff she did when I was like 10. Yeah. It's just the same exact stuff. She got a know? new tree. Well, we always had yeah, okay. mini trees. Yeah. She, I feel like we need to save this for a Christmas episode, but she definitely got a new tree in the yeah. living room. We'll, we'll talk about our thoughts on all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did mess around and get some light-up deer from Sam's Club two years ago. They're, they're pretty. They're pretty deer, but <laughs> they are. They, they suck. Uh, 
getting them out of the attic. Oh, yeah, I bet. Because they're, they're tall enough. Like, they have one of them has, you know, horns and everything, so I have to pull those off, basically decapitate it to get it out of the attic, and um, it's not fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're also... 60 degrees was a hot day, or it's going to be this week where it's like we're basically in the 80s, you know. So putting, dec- you know, decorations up outside and this type yeah, of Yeah, I don't know how everybody else feels about, like, when it's deer season, I want it to be cold. Mm-hmm. When deer season's over, I'm I done. want it to be hot. I'm done with it. <laughs> I'm ready for summertime. I'm ready for shorts. But deer season, this time of year, I, I don't – I hate – 40 in the morning, 80 in the afternoon. Yeah. I hate it. That's right. Well, no rain, still nothing. I do want to <clears throat> apologize for our listeners for last week. I made a couple of boo-boos as a <laughs> podcaster. I was looking up a lot of names and stats while we were trying to talk, so I was going, um, mm, um, mm, you know... Said that a bunch of times when normally I try not to. And I also called Spencer Rattler Desmond Ritter. <laughs> not sure if anybody <laughs> not sure if anybody else called that. No one asked any questions. That, but I was sitting there waiting on you to get here and I was watching maybe in the something on ESPN mm. and they were talking about the games coming up and who the Atlanta Falcons were playing. And I guess I just had Desmond Ritter on my mind. He was there. And I apologize. Hope y'all yeah. can forgive me. And, uh, but was a great weekend. I did go to Oxford Saturday. I took my good buddy Ethan Dome. Shout out to the Domes. Ethan is the Mississippi College men's golf coach, head golf coach. He lets me, he lets me participate. And tells me that I'm an assistant coach, but I know, I know what I really am. Yeah, you're like. But we went and we had a good time. He's a Texas A&M fan. grew up grew up liking Texas A&M, so we had toyed with the idea of going to Oxford one year and then going to College Station. He doesn't. He lives here in town, so he doesn't get to go see them play that much. I was like, well, hey man, let's let's load up and go to Oxford. Uh, got some tickets from a friend, <clears throat> and definitely got our money's worth. We just drove up there for the day, came back, and uh, it was it was an awesome game. It was, I don't know, I felt like I went into that game. It got up fourteen and nothing pretty quick, and I, looking back now, I want to say, oh well, I never really thought in my mind that we were going to lose that game. It felt like we were going to win that game no matter what, <clears throat> but. I definitely had thought during the game that that was not going to be mm-hmm. – it was not going to be the outcome that we wanted, but we pulled out, pulled it out. Yeah. So Had a great time. Saw some friends I hadn't seen in a while. It's always good to go back and – go back to Oxford. And it was perfect. It was perfect weather. Was it was a little chilly. Was perfect, yeah, it was a little but... chilly that morning. And then it warmed up definitely by the time we got in the game. I have the raccoon eyes from – Sunglasses in my face and sitting in the sun, but it was beautiful weather and a great football game. Old Mrs. Eight and one. Eight and one. 
They win 38-35. I, I mean, all I'm, all I'm saying is we definitely said – you can go back and listen. We definitely said we were all in with Vegas on the score, that it was going to be a three-point high-ish scoring game. Mm-hmm. And we we missed an ex- I, my I think my guess was thirty one to twenty eight, but then I said, but it could also be like forty five forty one or something. So we were right there at it, and yeah. it did not disappoint for sure. No, a couple of <clears throat> couple of blocked field goals. Yeah, so bizarre. Goals. I was gonna say by both teams that were obviously a game changer for both teams. I mean, one of them caused a ten point swing for t- like four Texas A and M. With their block field goal return for a touchdown, and then obviously Ole Miss gave them the game, you know, at the end. Yeah, we. Which, if you really look at it, when when you were watching that on TV, you couldn't tell it was blocked. It looked like the dude just like had a bad kick. But then when you watch the replay, it's like oh, they got a hand on it, and that's why. Well, we played exactly how our offense performs to its. I don't know your. It's best of its ability playing tempo and getting chunk yardage on first down, running the ball, opening it up, getting Trey Harris one on one, throwing it up there, letting him get you know. Oh, I mean, he had he had two hundred yards receiving, uh, touchdown. Jackson Dart threw for like over three hundred and fifty yards in that game, and not that he actually, not that he really had to, but um, you know, we were just. We looked like the offense that we were, you know, that how we performed the best uh, is running tempo, taking advantage of that. I mean, you you clearly see it running tempo when Jordan Wilkins is no, they just forgot to cover the guy mm-hmm. on that hash. Like he well, just so, didn't even know he was out. So there. I think that was a trick play. Was it? Was it not? Like, well, Kevin's really not going to give you a whole lot when it comes well, to that. I think he was asking his. Um, post game press conference about it, and they basically okay. said, "Well, he just kind of ran out to the hash marker like he has the whole time, but they just never saw him." Oh, uh, gotcha. Well, that's what he said. Because I, I hadn't paid attention to it, and I actually had walked away from the TV at that point, and, it, and they were explaining it as if like he ran out, like he was breaking, like going to the sidelines. Because we've actually we ran a trick play like that in high school once or twice, and so I actually. Yeah. Am a big fan of that because it's very easy if you go field side. You know, it's very right. easy to lose them out over there and think they're running off the field. Right, well, I'll I'll post a clip of what he said about that play when they when they asked him about it. Jordan was just running off like he was coming off, and he stopped before and um, took a big split behind the ball on our sidelines when the ball's on the far hash, and they didn't notice him. So, really good play by our players um, out there to come up with. So, yeah, I don't know. Again, I think Kiffin don't like to – Again, he's not going to give you – he's not going to tell you what he did. If if that was schemed up, I I don't know. But I'm sure that they noticed it, that maybe they had left him out there on a previous play, missed it, or they wasn't paying attention. I don't know. But, but yeah, great game. I I had a good time. Um, Yeah, Jordan Dart, over 350 yards. On the ball, Jackson Dart. Jackson, Jackson Dart. Dart. Who did I say that? You just said Jordan Dart. Granted, we were talking uh, about Jordan Wilkins. 
We were talking about Jordan Wilkins. Y'all have to forgive me. Forgive me. Jackson Dark. Could Julius. Jack, at least Jackson and Jordan are pretty. It's way. Yeah, it's way. It's, it's not as bad as Spencer and. All those, all those years of giving giving our dad uh, hell about getting names wrong. It's coming back to haunt you. A slow and painful death. Uh, we <laughs> had teammates in high school whose names were none of the names that our dad was. Is that old uh, Cedric? It's like, who? I don't have one of those what on my team. Call, what did he call your buddy? Uh, well, I had a teammate in high school named Catray Brown, and uh, I don't know if he'll ever listen to any of this or if anybody listening to this will know or remember Catray, but pretty good running back for us, and dad – <laughs> mistakenly <laughs> called him Cedric and one time called him Cajulius. <laughs> so K apostrophe Julius. Uh, and I was just like, <laughs> where do you get that from? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so in your defense, at least we're saying the names least, that you're, yeah. <laughs> you're just making They start with there. the same letter. <laughs> um, well, uh, Julius and Cut Trey. There's too many similarities for me here. Uh, but anyway. My name so, my... Well, no, I got it. <laughs> I'm surprised we, we didn't bring up that story when we we're bringing up uh, bumpers. But anyways, uh, Jackson Dart had a day. Trey Harris had a day. Dude, I'm in love with Dayton Wade. He's a good player. Man, he's a great player. I'm pretty sure he's a walk-on. I'm not sure. I think he came from he came from Western Kentucky. I think. Okay. The story. Maybe he started off as a walk-on at Western Kentucky and then Moved came on. over in the portal. Portal. <clears throat> but man, he's just he has really he's really had a breakout season this year. He's played extremely well, and uh, it was just like <clears throat> every time we needed something across the middle, he got it mm-hmm. every time. <clears throat> Jackson Dart. Throwing the deep ball and that catch by Trey Harris, even getting a pass interference call and all that good stuff. And I was Jackson Dart. Here's the thing: is Jackson Dart doesn't really have he doesn't have an absolute cannon. Right. He can't throw it. He just has he doesn't have a cannon. And there were several. There was a couple plays. I know one in particular where Trey Harris went up double coverage, caught the ball somehow, or maybe it was Jordan. Wilkins, I can't remember, went up, caught the ball, came down with it, but he had a step on the guy, mm-hmm. guys. So that was Trey Harris. Like a five-yard like five yeah. step and then just – Just he, jumped in, in, yeah, in that double coverage. Yeah, if he would have him on that throw, I mean, that's yeah, but, easy touchdown. Yeah, yeah. but he jumped, had to jump in between but he, the guys. But, but Dart was throwing balls across the middle better than he has all year long, and I don't know if that's because we decided to start doing that uh, as opposed to just little – Quick hitch routes or something and bubble screens and and then throwing a deep ball and then trying to but um well you know something too I thought about this uh last week kind of after the fact but you know we sometimes can get frustrated when we're playing teams like Vandy and teams that don't really show you know don't give you as much and um you wonder like, man, we light it up versus so and so and so and so and like how how are we not scoring right now? And we scored against, you know, whoever, you know, said SEC team is as good, you know? And a lot of it is too, is like 
they might have some stuff that's drawn up that would get that would bail them out pretty quick in a situation but they're not gonna they're not gonna show anything they don't have to show mm-hmm. because they want to save that for next week or or whatever you know and so that's a big thing sometimes when you're in a frustrating frustrating situation and you know against a team that you definitely know you're better than it's like well we can you know pull that stuff out of our pocket that we've had but then you know they're going to see it next for next week and it's you know whatever <clears throat> so um i feel like that's that that could be some of it it's yeah, just like they're yeah. pulling some stuff out now that you know who knows well, I, maybe I think he's just my, executing better yeah i think my biggest takeaway from the game was how i have seen old miss lose that game a thousand times right and just call and, it up and the same way with the lsu game <clears throat> the the lsu game and the a&m game this year were very similar. Not as many points scored, but very similar in that it went back and forth. I think there was a point in time in the game where, again, Ole Miss just – we have to make it an anxiety battle in a game. We can't mm-hmm. just take the game. And, I mean, part of it, again, we should have been up 17 to nothing, should have been up 21 to nothing, holding call. Everybody saw it. Terrible call, but it is what it is. I feel like that's holding penalties on our offensive line are killing us. Every time we get in the red zone, there's a holding penalty, and then we got to come back, you know. <clears throat> but, anyways, um, I've seen Ole Miss lose that game a thousand times. Right. And how all year long we have managed to figure out a way to win. Mm-hmm. I just think that speaks volumes to the coaching staff and how the players feel and the confidence they have. I mean, I, like I said, I just. I've just seen us lose that game a thousand times, and then we just take ourselves out of every little bit of momentum that we had going, even though we deserved to win that game. Um, and we did let them come back. And I even caught it with my buddy Ethan. We we're sitting up there, and I was like, man, um, they just got all the momentum. There's about to be some points scored now. And they did. And then even when um, they scored to go up for the first time in the game, it's four minutes left. I was like, you know what's going to happen is we're going to score. We're going to go up. We're going to get the ball, go down here, kick a field goal, and tie it up. We're going to on overtime. Mm-hmm. I called it. Like, I mean, I just – and I don't. Who, who knows what could have happened in overtime. I don't know. Um, but sure enough, we did. But, again, found a way <clears> to win, blocked a field goal, couldn't believe it. Right. Um, Kiffin also said – they asked him a little bit about that in his press conference about, you know, because it looked like he was talking to – not really their kicker, but kind of doing some jawing on the sideline. Maybe just trying to rattle the guy because mm-hmm. he had called a timeout, but you can't call a timeout back to back anymore. Gotcha. Like you can't. Yeah, you can't. Try to ice it twice. Free, in a row. Yeah. You do it once. So he knew that, but he wasn't real sure if the player knew that. So he was just kind of acting like he was going to, you know, he's like, but either way, he would have, if we hadn't blocked it, it would have been right down the middle. Um, but um, I was just, that was my biggest takeaway from the game is how we managed to win the game, even though it had some adversity and it started looking like we were going to mess around and, you know, lose this game, give the game away, and and we didn't. Yeah. I think that's what I've been telling people is that, like, at the end of the day, some of the, some of the wins weren't necessarily as pretty, but they found a way to do it. I mean, actually – 
for me, I would even say just noticing, starting it with the two-lane game, you know, a very hard-fought game against a pretty good opponent and – like Ole Miss is still so at that point. Ole Miss is still good. Then they started off the season pretty good, but like you can tell, they've gotten so much better every week. Have d- getting a lot of practice doing that in different games and not just playing sellout. You know, like games against a bunch of teams that you blow out. You know, by forty points. Mm-hmm. Like I think has made them so much better. And um, some of that's SEC play, and you don't have a choice. You're always just going to have competition like that. But I think that's where some of these – I think that's the – I think that's the SEC advantage you have is, like, I feel like we've got – we're more poised sometimes to go into a situation with a tougher opponent to win because we've been playing tough opponents all year. But that also means we might be a little bit more banged up than – other team is for that hadn't played teams like that, you know, and different things. And I think that's the other thing is I think we're the healthiest that we've been. That yeah. game was probably the healthiest that we had been all year long, and maybe Vandy, but it's kind of hard to scale that. But I could I definitely I definitely noticed that, um, you know, Pete Golding defense kind of drives me crazy at times with how they can go from their 25 to our 25 in a snap of a finger. Mm-hmm. and But we swell up. Yeah, we, we, we become a wall way. in the red zone. I think that's just how it is. I was talking to – I was talking to my pastor who's a big Alabama fan, and he was telling – you know, we were talking about the game and everything. And he's like, you know, so one thing about, a you know, Pete Golden defense is he's not going to let anything get – you know, very rarely going to let, let anything get behind them. Get behind them. It's, they're going to keep everything in front of them. Not going to blitz a lot, and but and we didn't. Now we made some plays in the backfield, but it wasn't a lot. Yeah. If you look at that second half, man, at least from my point of view in the stands, we hardly even laid a finger. <laughs> hardly laid a finger on Max Johnson until the and very I, end, right there. I mean, he was limping off the field, yes, and that yeah, interception yeah, yeah. got reviewed and called back. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell mm-hmm. he had it in his eyes, mm-hmm. like I don't. Well, there was a, like I said, there was a couple times where he did that and got lucky, and the ball was in the air forever, mm-hmm. and it somehow landed in their hands. You know, he fumbled the ball one time yeah. in their red zone, and. Their offensive lineman just happened to be there and landed on it. But, yeah, I mean, I wish we could get in the backfield more. But I, I really think, man, that that was one of the better offense. And I don't – I guess people have been talking about how bad their offensive line was. I, uh, maybe not. But I, I definitely think that's one of the better defenses that we played all year. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, <clears> like I said last week, a and solid. You just never know who's going to show up and play. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of to the point of what I was saying earlier about, like, We've gotten tougher and can play. I think that's the, the grit, the toughness thing is something you don't always see in an Ole Miss team. And I would just say that, like, as a growing up an Ole Miss fan, we sometimes could find a way to do a lot of things, but to just be super, super tough. I think that's something that – I think that's something that State's always maybe had an edge on. Is like they may not have always been the best talented team, but they were always pretty tough. And they would find a way to win on years when they probably shouldn't have, or right. something like that. Whether it's just just the Egg Bowl, or even just in, you know, other games throughout their seasons. But if you look, so you know, this weekend Ole Miss wins, they pull it off, and I'm sitting here looking. Uh, it's very obvious, like because of the uh, Alabama beating LSU, that the West is no longer, you know, it's a 
is still a dream, I guess, for, for Ole Miss, even though we had a shot at it. Um, but if you see where we're sitting in the top ten, uh, there's actually a chance that some hocus-pocus could happen and we might could end up in the top four, I think. Now, that includes an obvious – Victory over Georgia this weekend in Athens. We're going to bring up the elephant in the room here because yeah, uh, we go to Athens. That may be another boo boo that I said last week. For some reason, I said Georgia's coming to town. Maybe I didn't mean like literally coming coming to Oxford. To Oxford uh, but. but anyways, yeah. So we go there. Night game. There was something about CBS had one more game with Georgia, and they decided to they waited till. You know, this weekend and decide, okay, well, the CBS game, the 2.30 game with O'Gary, it was going to be at Tennessee, Missouri. Mm. So that puts us primetime ESPN 6 p.m. game in Athens. (sighs) (laughs) Look, here's the thing. Alex, this could be – this could be the one of, if not the biggest game – in Ole Miss football history. Absolutely. I agree. From, for what we have on the line, yeah, we can't go to a national championship – I mean, uh, an SEC championship game. But, like you said, there's still a lot of football to be played with other teams that are in the top ten. Could some of those – could Oregon lose? Could Florida State lose? Yeah. I mean, they have a – They have a. They were within a <clears> touchdown. <throat> they were within a possession for almost the entirety until, like, the fourth quarter, I think, with Pitt – who was two and six. Yeah, and all this stuff going on in Michigan right now, could they decide middle of the season, all right, we're we're suspending Harbaugh, you're out of the – I doubt they will mid-season. They'll probably wait till after. But there's a lot of things that could play out in our favor if we won this game. It would be be huge. And, you know, Missouri played a hell of a game. I mean, I – They, um, you know – I think I think Lane Kiffin should get SEC Coach of the Year, but a very solid two is Eli Drinkowitz because yeah. they 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 looked really solid against Georgia in Athens. They they threw that tip pass, got picked, kind of you know I think yeah. that kind of took the win out of themselves. But uh, they have looked great, and yeah. if we could somehow get some game. stuff from film from that game and implement that into our strategy game plan wise. I think they had a lot of – Missouri had a lot of big plays mm-hmm. that definitely helped them out that could have gone in Georgia's favor but didn't in that game. But still, I mean, they hung in there and up basically to the right, you know, the last few minutes of the game um, could have gone either way. But, yes, we – I don't know I don't know what we're going to have to scheme up here, but we could win. Yeah, it it's just it's gonna take. I think if we beat Georgia this weekend and nothing else on anybody else's schedule changed, everyone business as usual. I think I don't think it gets us quite there. I think it gets us to like five. I can think it gets us at least to the one of the knocking on the door spots, five or six. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem is the CFP mm-hmm. really they really that committee really likes Penn State and some of these other teams like this. They also have one loss. Uh, Oregon, right? Oregon has one loss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Washington. That's right. So, because Washington's still undefeated. Washington looked 
really sharp against. Uh, yeah. I, I think Washington's probably, I mean, Ohio State's Ohio State. I'm definitely one of those uh, Ohio haters probably, but the yeah. I, I think Washington could handle Ohio State. They they look pretty sharp against USC, um, and they're just putting together – they're just playing pretty good football. But all that to say, you know, man, if some things got shaken up in the next week or two, Ole Miss pulled this game off, you might be looking at a shot, and that would be absolutely That's all you wild. can ask for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all you can ask for. I mean, <clears throat> I, just don't, I just don't understand how – I mean, I, I'm glad that we're number 10. We have one loss, and it's to Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Now, we didn't play particularly well in that game, but... Where are we at if we don't lose that game is what I would like to know. Yeah, you know what where, I'm would they, where would they put where us? Where would they put us? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. But, um, <clears throat> well, not to, you know, don't want to beat a dead horse. Definitely want to kind of think about that, but also there's... With hey, we're really happy that we've been successful, but that also one of my big whole stinks about specifically A and M as we've been talking about it is like one is they are paying a lot of money for Jimbo Fisher, and in my opinion, he has not done bad there, but he has not done. He's won just as many games as, as Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, exactly, absolutely, and getting and paid a lot more yeah. money. Every Texas A and M fan that I know. Which is not that many. I met a few this weekend. Their whole, they just want Jimbo gone. Yeah, you know, and I get it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they can't win over there. I. I don't understand. They, they got, you know, they hired Bobby Petrino to come in there and run the offense. The offenses look, sadly, the offenses look more efficient, even though, you know, they still haven't uh, performed like they should with the amount of talent that they have on their team, but. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know if it's just a a game a game management thing, or what. But Jimbo cannot win the big game. Yeah, he, he can't. He's won like he one can't or figure two, out. Think, they I cannot decide. figure out a way to win football games. Mm-hmm. They can figure out a way to lose them. Now they, I mean, they beat Bama at home. I was gonna say it's like they can figure out. A, was that last year or two years? I think ago? it was. I think it was two. So they'll yeah. they'll figure out a way. It was two years ago. They will figure out a way to win a big game. But they they can't find a way to have consistent success and 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 really even starting with the games that they're supposed to win consistently like they can't get that going and get that set in motion. Yeah. But you I'm know, sure and we've you been, brought up Jimbo Fisher to say, when's his last game? Are they gonna let him finish out the season? Oh yeah, I, I and think they're they, gonna buy him out or. Are they I think gonna, so. I mean, they've got enough money. They to buy have him out, the money but, to do it. It's just. Do they are they gonna do it? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. You know I, I think that's, that's, that's a lot of. A I think it's been more it, of a but. disappointment than than not. Um, I'll tell you this: I'm really glad that Arkansas decided to make Florida the victim this year and not Ole Miss. But uh, <laughs> gosh, Almighty, dude, that was an intense uh, game. I think. Yeah, speaking of coaches on the hot seat, yeah, you know, I think I, that saved him a year. Though. Yeah, I think so. But he made a big. He made a big. I mean, he made a big boy decision when he – I mean, he fired his offensive coordinator midseason, got another guy in there, and then, mm-hmm. you know, look what happened. Yeah. They, I think AJ Arkansas would stick just with like him. just like he you know, was predicted to look like this year. And there was something I heard something about. Who was that offensive who, – who was the OC? Do you know the guy's name that was there? I can't remember that guy's name. But uh, there's something about him and that uh, – was it Rocket? 
some of their receivers or something in Arkansas, KJ and Rocket, were going to, like, file some, I don't know, lawsuit against that offensive coordinator because it hurt their draft stock or some some crap like that. But, I mean, that was a big decision. That was a huge decision by Sam Pittman to do that. And they went in there and and got the win in in Gainesville. And, you know, uh, hey, hats off. I think that saved his – I think that saved him at least another year because I know he was – they had lost five games in a row, five or six games in a row. Yeah. So, um, I definitely – I think I agree with you. And I think they've they've probably got an opportunity to – I don't know if they can win. I don't know if they'll get bowl eligible or not. Um, they're, what about uh, they're in a little bit of a hole? What about Zachy Poo? Man, <laughs> Mississippi State did not look. I mean, I've asked. I didn't watch their game against Kentucky, um, but I have plenty of friends who were both in Starkville and are big State fans, and they were like, "I didn't watch it either," <laughs> you know. And so mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's kind of the attitude. I think. From some state fans uh, that I know pretty well, they're all kind of like, we just kind of want to lose every game from here on out, so they'll get rid of him. That's kind of like where they're at. Yeah, it didn't really – I hate uh, it for him. Yeah, I mean, it really didn't work work out for him. I mean, again, he was in a bad situation, but come on, man. They, they, just, they just don't – they, at this point, they just don't look like they're even trying. Like It looks like they the locker room, he's lost the locker room. They don't care. You know, I mean, we're going to play football because we, we're here to play football, but and we're going to run the play. I don't know. There's just no spark, nothing. It's just dead, which is easy to do when, you know, you're getting beat, um, and then everybody's expecting you to get beat. But it's pretty pretty bad. Pretty they're bad just, game. They're going to have to really protect their pride. So, so you just named – so you named off this week Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. We named off Sam, Pittman. Sam, Slam, Pittman, and Zach Arnett. So, I feel like two out of the three are definitely gone. I think Sam's going to be fine, but if they buy out Jimbo, who do they hire? Dude, um, I had a bad nightmare one time that they hired Lane Kiffin. I don't, I well, here, here's the other thing about Ole Miss winning games like they are and Kiffin – the first name that pops up on anybody's list is automatically Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Every single year, just like they did last year, you know, well, where's Lane Kiffin going to go now? Where's Lane Kiffin going to go now? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're winning here. You know, he's he's winning there. I mean, I'm not saying that Alabama's not a better job or, you know, but, sir, I mean, I mean, money talks. It always does. Texas A&M hired our – Athletic director. They also hired our defensive coordinator. Would make sense that they would try to go after the head coach and make him say no. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to say no to $90 million. Not that he would get that. Yeah. Since they have to pay out. But they got the money there. I hope that doesn't happen. I will kick a fat kid in Kmart. <laughs> Been waiting to interject that that one in the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a, a few candidates to kind of think through. Um, you know, some energy circulating around Gus Malzahn. I think that could be that could be a little bit. I'm not gonna say risky. I don't, I'm just kind of see. I was thinking that 
That's the same way for Mississippi State. I feel like Mississippi State. I feel like that would be a good hire. I don't think. I don't think that. Um, I don't think A and M would go after Gus. I think A and M. That'd be a good hire for State, though. I, I think that would be a good hire for State. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Make make him tell you no. But I mean, he wants to come back to the SEC. Absolutely. Why not get paid seven million? Go to Mississippi State, win eight games. It's not going to be as hostile as. I don't think he should have ever gotten fired from Auburn anyway. Yeah. But um, Auburn has a pretty the good. The Gus bus coming to start. Auburn's good about thinking their way back. Dan Mullen's coming back. <laughs> and Dan. Dude, I don't know. Dan Mullen ain't coming back. He's about, to me, he's about as cringy uh, as an analyst as, like, seeing Jason Garrett be an analyst for <laughs> the NFL, you know? Yeah. And, and it's honestly, it's just kind of awkward while he, like, is – being an SEC analyst while he's like breaking down Florida and MSU, you know, Mississippi State games. I'm like, yeah, could have been you, big guy. Yeah. Uh, and then also, but he's like, I think coach really needs to do this right here to be successful. And I'm like, is that what he should do, Dan? <laughs> is that what he should do? Uh, I don't know, Dan. But uh, that'd be like Hugh Freeze coming back to Oxford. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but probably not going to happen. But, um, I have some other coaches out there. Um, I think that I'm not saying. I mean, I think I think Bobby Petrino is going to be a head coach in the SEC again somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I he made a mistake. That. Okay, we all make mistakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, um, doesn't matter. Had sex, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. I think that was some meme that was out there right when that happened. It was like his face all skin up and a yeah. neck brace. Uh, <laughs> but would they hire Bobby Petrino? I doubt it. I could definitely see them hiring Gus Miles on. I could def. I mean, but if they want to go after somebody that, I feel like they need to go after somebody that's got SEC head coaching experience. Yeah, I agree. You they know, don't need to. They, I think we're past the time. I think Ole Miss and State are both in positions where we don't really need to like. It, let's just say theoretically, in the next three years. Kiffin's, you know, leaves. I, I think it's no longer – it needs to no longer be a move for Ole Miss to, like – or State to go after coaches that are, like, on, on the up. You know, I think, like – Kansas's coach. I mean – Thoughts. Kansas if, – if that coach was smart, he would say no because he has the same position – Yes. – as Mark Stoops has at Kentucky. I can sit here and win – and be middle of the pack, one or two and three in the – well, he's going to be three now mm-hmm. in the East. And then four is probably – I mean, he could sit there in Kansas and just coast yeah. and be and get rich. Or those coaches don't think like us, though. Yeah. Most of them don't. They, they want to win football. They have big egos. I want to go to a big school, make big money, get big recruits. I never in a million years – would think Kansas is where they are over there. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky's a basketball school, but Kansas and, and but they've had I mean, they invest but they're an SEC football team. They've got money invested in the program. Kansas ain't nowhere near Kentucky in mm-hmm. football. But that coach has done something pretty remarkable. So would you go get somebody like that? Yeah. I think I would go I would think I would get Gus Miles on to tell me no. Before I went after that guy in yeah. Kansas, and you know, also coaching it in a place like Auburn, Auburn's got a similar. It's a less interesting version of Starkville. I mean, uh, 
Startville is a less interesting version of Auburn, where it's like the small town, if it didn't have the university, may not be much kind of thing, the vibe that's going with it. Like the school gives it its character kind of thing. And I think that's like a place where like Gus Malzahn was ready to be there for the rest of his life. And anyway, mm-hmm. so I think it could be a good fit. Who knows? Yeah. But, um, well, last but not least, the Rangers, man. The Rangers with the first ever World Series mm-hmm. win. So, all our baseball baseball fans out there. Wasn't even close. Uh, no, absolutely not. And it's funny, I've got some friends that have moved to Dallas recently, Dallas-Fort Worth. and like everybody's moving to Dallas. Or Nashville. I was going to say Nashville is what I would say. But, um, so shout out to the Rangers. Uh, oh, so mom and dad were in town oh, yeah. this weekend. Uh-huh. And so they kept the kids when we went to the game. And I brought up, you know, mom doesn't know what a podcast is. So I was like, well, hey, you know, why don't you support your kids? And, you know, so I just let them listen to what, you know, what it was and showed her where it was on her phone. Well, you get to talking about Booger Liddell. And she was just like, oh, immediately wow. was like, I think he's still in uh, Louisville. So maybe Booger's alive. I know y'all would all be glad to know that. We'll give you updates as we find them. So what, the, the, I brought that up last week, and I forgot to tell the story of I went. So I was going deep sea fishing. I just put in it like the Orange Beach uh, Wharf over there, and I was with my buddy. And we, like I said, I haven't thought about Booker Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm driving. We're driving down the main strip where like J&M Tackle and all that is. Yeah. We were going to pull in there, get some cigar minnows, and go fishing, fill the fill the boat up and go fishing. Well, we're driving down that main strip, and all of a sudden this dude's just, like, walking in the middle of the street. And my buddy's like, look at this guy. And so I, like, take a closer look. I'm like, oh, my God, I know him. That's, that's, that's Booger Liddell. That's Booger Like, hanging my head out the window. I was like, Booger. He's like, <laughs> What's up, boy? Yeah. You know, yeah. In Wilson, Orange Beach, Alabama. And so Wilson's just in disbelief. Just on a little vacation out there to the beach. Uh, he walked. He caught, the wrong, he caught the wrong he walked, ride. He walked from Louisville to Orange Beach. Hey, somebody give me a ride down to Louisville. <laughs> he fell asleep on that 10-minute commute and realized they were driving all the way down to the coast. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to get out here. I ain't got no women but a cult of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, mom, mom seemed to think that he's alive and well in Louisville, Mississippi, well, and thriving. I guess we're going to have to keep keep updated on what uh, Booger's doing in his life. But uh, anyway, well, any uh, any fresh new things coming up this week? I'm going home this week for my 10-year high school reunion. So Wow. 10-year high school reunion. Nice. It's... Uh, at the Little Dewey in Starville, actually. Let's go. So, hey, at least you barbecue and ours life. just <laughs> tanked. Like, so, we had somebody trying to plan it, and I don't know. Somebody said, oh, well, you got to pay $20 because we're going to have food and all that stuff. And they were like, that's too much. So we were like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ain't paying Augustus, $20. Augusta's high school reunion was here in Jackson, and it was like $100 a person. It's like $200 a couple to do like their whole deal and it's like for us it's like $30 $60 a couple because yeah. they're paying for like the food and the live music or something not the class like, 07 baby uh, not us <laughs> $20 a head this ain't 
This ain't the library on the square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not us. So I didn't even we we didn't even have a ten year reunion. I guess we just said See y'all at twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll be more yeah, exactly. we'll be more financially stable. Well, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, no, so I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Gonna get up Saturday morning and go get me a little breakfast at Cody Earl's. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a little, a little breakfast. Gravy. Support local. Okay. <laughs> and uh buy local. Yeah, so, uh, but no, I'm really looking forward to it. The Chargers, I think, are going to be at home in the second round of playoffs Friday night when we get there. But um, I'm, I'm praying about whether or not I'm going to do that or just cash it in and eat some Sonny's barbecue at mom and dad's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway, but I will be eating Sonny's barbecue on Friday night. So, I think we're just going to stick around here and I'm going to prepare myself mentally, mentally for. The Ole Miss Georgia game. <laughs> Just get your mind right. Just get my mind right. I'm going to do my part. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That game's going to be being played. I hope it's being played at Little Dewey and Starkville because there will probably be – I mean, nobody there wants Ole Miss to win probably, but uh, – Little Dewey. Yeah. So, I can just try to contain my joy if they are winning and everybody else is ringing cowbells. So, I and also – you sent me this video of you shaking a pom-pom in Ethan's face at the end of the Ole Miss game. I sure did. Which was very funny. I also read his lips at one point, and it was like basically to the extent of at least it's not a freaking cowbell or something <laughs> is what it looked like he said. So that is, yeah, that it is could, also it could true. Be worse. It could be worse. Uh, I, did, I, did, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't get on him bad. He, you know, I didn't get on him too bad. It was fun. We had a good time. It was a good game. I know it didn't turn out in his favor. But I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, we hope you all have a great rest of your week. And um, it's going to be a fun weekend. And we're looking forward to seeing what happens. But until next time, this is uh, Brotherly Banter. And uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully, after a dub of a weekend. But anyway... All right, y'all have a a great week. Go ahead and put your Christmas lights up, all right? Boom. We'll catch you next time. See See you.